You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSE has opened its doors for another day, so as always, it's time for the opening with Nick Kunza from Sandland Private Wealth. And there's a definite sort of mm, only a week to go till Labor Day or less than a week to go now till Labor Day. So let's enjoy ourselves and let's not get too serious about the markets because no one seems to know what to do. And I gather from the choppiness that there must be thin volumes as well, Nick. Yeah, Lindsay, good morning. Yeah, choppy, directionless, uh, I don't know whatever adjective you want to use. <clears throat> I mean, I look at the S&P futures where in the last hour they've had a literally a 12-point range, which is almost half percent range three times, mm. just to give you an idea of it. And, and the same goes for the RAND. The RAND was actually firmer this morning, 1678 to an hour and a half ago, blew out to 1690. You know, it's almost a percent and a half, and it's rallied back to 1683. It's another percent move. So really choppy, big swings coming up to month end. Um, there's quite a bit of re-weighting as well. We've got the MCI Emerging Market Index re-weighting uh, next week as well on the 31st. Um, so I just think a lot of positioning, a lot of jostling, um, also dissecting, you know, new highs last night, again on the NASDAQ and the S&P. And this morning it's a, it just feels like traders and, and investors, Lindsay, are just – I don't know, trying to position their books or get a mm. feel for month in, but it's it really is a little bit all over the place today. Okay, yeah, just looking at that S&P, the high this morning has been 34.48. It's currently 34.42. The low has been 34.36. Anyway, so it's been ping-ponging between those two levels. What mm. about the JSC? How's the, what's the mood on the JSC before we have a look at uh, corporate announcements? Yeah, the, the same. I would say it's it's got better in the last 36 minutes since we opened. It was mm. It was... So the flattish open was actually negative sort of a couple of minutes in, but as all the counters got going, um, you know, we've actually got a little bit more of a positive spin. And we can talk about it in a minute. There were a couple of results out this morning that are added to that. Um, but in general, I'd say a little, it's starting to edge into a little bit of positive, positive sort of spin at the moment. Okay. You don't convince me, but um, some people will be in, in, no. influenced by you. <laughs> well, let's have a look at what we've got, what came out at 7 to 5. Okay, Nedbank came out with its results for the six months, ended 30th of June. What's happened? Yeah, so Nedbank, in, you know, obviously all the banks are reporting. Nedbank, one of the last ones to report. Uh, stock's up half a percent. Look, it's, 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 re- it's pretty much in line with recent guidance. Most of these banks guarded, you know, a couple of weeks ago. So not much to deviation. <clears throat> and I'll say, you know, the earnings as well, they're talking about sort of earnings to be down more than 60%. Again, that is roughly in line with what we've been seeing. Um, I mean, 69%. Uh, drop in half year profit, I would say, is a little bit on the worst side. You remember Standard Bank was in the 40s. Um, but uh, initially, once again, I mean, the stock was down almost 3% in the open. It's unchanged. So, yeah, I mean, not a great set of numbers, but not not too far from what we've seen from the other banks. Um, I would say this one is one of the worst of the bunch, though, so far. Headline earnings down by 69.2%. Revenue um, down by 1.8%. So uh, top line doing okay, but uh, headline earnings awful. Um, mm, and, then, and then once again, you know, no dividend, uh, Lindsay, with these banks. So deciding to to not pay a dividend. Credit loss ratio, 194 basis points versus 70 basis points. That's a massive move, isn't it? Yeah, it's 40%. It's <clears throat> a big move. Yeah, I, I, These... That's what concerns me greatly about these banks going forward is is the credit losses, the high unemployment we have in South Africa. You know, I don't think, bearing in mind that all these these numbers are backward looking. You know, it's from the last six months, not what we see going forward. So, 
I, I, I'm very cautious with these bangs. I can see people sort of trying to bottom pick them and, and, and you know, saying maybe the worst is, is through, but I don't agree with that. I think you've got to be very cautious with, this, with the financial sector in South Africa at the moment. Mm. Yes, quite right. And that echoes the sentiments that we've been um, putting forward for the last uh, couple of weeks. Mm. Okay, Bidcorp, they came out with um, a trading statement. Now their results have come out. Share price reacting rather well, I think. Oh, that was a better set of numbers. Again, they did guard. <clears throat> but uh, came out with a couple more surprises. Uh, a trading profit of, of $4.2 billion. I mean, it's down 37%. Uh, revenue was impressive, though. Um, revenue was $21.1 billion. It was only down 6%, which I think is quite a good result. Um, and Bitcorp, of course, being one of those sort of South African industrial shares that is exposed to everything in SA, mm. uh, obviously with the food service. So I found I found that quite surprising too. That uh, right in the middle of Brexit, the UK lockdown, the catering businesses were doing okay. So, yeah, I just think that was not a bad set of results, and I think uh, you know deservedly so. Up six percent currently, two eighty four. It's well off the lows of one seventy one we saw in the depths of March. Um, and I think you can take these bit of us uh, shareholders can be quite happy with this result. Very good. Uh, Stadio Holdings, it's a penny stock. It's in the education business. Share price down very slightly. It's probably not one you look at. Mm. Not one to look at, but I have a few clients that hold it. I mean, these are obviously the private education side in yes. South Africa. Um, they are the, the schools that are – so I actually thought these weren't too bad at first glance as well. Um, as, uh, not, we're not holders of it, but uh, I thought they were quite encouraging. <clears throat> now, this is a business which has, which has quite high fixed costs, and obviously with uh, lockdown in South Africa and the, the schooling and kids staying at home, not an easy one to get your head around. But again, once again, I think uh, – look, well off their highs, but um, I, I think heading in the right direction. Mm. Another one you don't hold, I don't think, anyway, is DRD Gold. They've come out with a trading statement and operational uh, updates. Um, yeah, mm. I don't know. Uh, would you would you hold that? Or would, that if, if you had to have yeah, if you had to have gold, you'd, you I think you would go for the the bigger ones, the Harmonies, the Goldfields, Anglo Gold, Ashanti, etc. Exactly. I mean, and, and Harmonies, just to mention, is if it stays at these current levels, will be boosted into the uh, into the MCI Emerging Market Index for South Africa. Um, I think with the on the back end of pick and pay being booted up, but that's on the thirty first, so we're not quite there yet. But at current levels, it looks like Harmonies going to go in. So yeah, I'd rather have exposure to Harmony or Anglo Gold uh, as opposed to um, DRD. We'll come to gold in a moment because it's time now to have a look at the spot markets where the dollar rand is 16.84, the British pound against the rand 22.16 and the euro rand is 19.92 with the euro dollar 118.22. That's gone very quiet recently. The gold price, uh, 19.18 down 11. Platinum is uh, unchanged at 9.29. Where's palladium, please? Over to you, Nick. That is bucking the trend. It's up $15 at the moment at uh, $2,180, $2,180 per ounce. West Texas crude is more or less flat at $43.40. Brent crude is up slightly, about a half a percent, in fact, at $46.07 per barrel. The South African government bond, let's have a look at that. We haven't spoken about that for a while. I'm still short of that thing. The yield is messing around, 9.27, and that's surprising. I thought it would be much firmer than that, or the yield lower, uh, with the, the, the rand being so nice and strong in the last couple weeks but no it doesn't want to play the game nick i'm going to go to the top five on the upside and the downside but outside of the normal ones uh, are you are you seeing anything any of the small or mid caps doing anything this morning 
No, but just, uh, well, there are quite a few movements going on, but those those who are wondering why PSG Group is up 300, uh, is up uh, 7 or 8% today, <clears throat> just remember that that uh, PSG Holdings is unbundling Capitec today. Ah, there we go. Uh, the ratio of 14 Capitec for every 100 PSG shares. So just trade with caution. That's uh, one that's just a reminder for those who are listening. <laughs> yes, indeed. Vidcorp up nearly 5% on my 15-minute delayed screen. Redefine up 2 and 2 thirds. Capitec up 2.5% at 9.7%. Uh, Absa Group up 2.1%, Resilient up nearly 2%, PSG on the downside for the reasons that you've just described, down 75 and a bit percent. Telcom down 2.1%, Altron down 1.5%, that was on the upside yesterday, PSG Consult down 1.4% and Exaro 1.3% weaker. So what's the correct price, do you think, for PSG then? I've got 42, 42.43 Rand, well what should it be? I mean, people are obviously crunching numbers now and having some fun. Yeah, I'm not actually sure. So you've got to work out all the ratios. And you haven't, mm. got, uh, haven't got my mass calculator in front of us, but it's 14 to 100. So you've got to work that out. But uh, yeah, I'm going to pass, <laughs> pass on the early morning mass this morning. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you very good. <laughs> One of those Wednesdays, isn't it? Give us the JSE indices <clears throat> after 43 minutes of training, please. Yeah, after 43 minutes of trading at this midweek point, we are slightly in the green by a quarter percent. All share 56,239. JSC top 40, up 0.2%, just 100 points firmer, 51.865. And we have a mixed bag this morning reflecting this uh, little direction as market we have currently. Financials are firmer by 1.2%, technology by 1.14%. Basic materials are quarter percent firmer. And the downside, industrials down by 0.2%. Energy shares are down by 0.44%. And telecommunication services drag the biggest loser down by 0.45%. I didn't mention Adcock Ingram. They came out of, uh, just after mm, 7 oh, yeah, o'clock this morning. What were you two, you and David were talking about people getting healthier. Um, we were talking about <laughs> disc game yesterday. What does that mean for Adcock Ingram? Give me your story again on that one. Pretty, 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 pretty much the same. So, mm. <clears throat> I mean, headline earnings from continuing ops for the year, I mean, increased by 1.2%. Um, Unfortunately, it declared no dividend again. Uh, one of these other ones. Um, I just, yeah, we're talking about uh, the the sort of the social distancing and people working from home and everyone running around masks around the world mm. um, is a good thing for, for the world population. Everyone's healthy, but it's a bad thing for the likes of um, we spoke about Aspen yesterday and Adcock Ingram, where a lot of their generic flu medicines, their cough medicines, which are a big portion of their business and their bottom line is basically taking a knock because people are not getting sick. You're not getting your traditional flu cycle where people will be getting, you know, flu like, uh, like now in South Africa. There's been a very a huge drop in that. So, I mean, it's it's positive for the for the world, but for uh, generic drug manufacturers and flu people like uh, Adcock Ingram, it's not in the long term. So, interesting. Yeah. Just a quick one. Um, maybe you want to do this for the next time we speak with David Shapiro mm. tomorrow evening because you're taking a couple of sessions off, as we always do midweek. You're not you're not getting any younger. We have to give you a break. The, <laughs> the, the if Lionel Messi, if his legal team doesn't win the fight between Messi and Barcelona. Someone's going to have to pay seven hundred million pounds, is it, or dollars? But anyway, let's call it seven euros. Euros. Seven hundred million euros for him. Now, but I wonder how course, many. Yeah. I wonder how many companies have a market cap of of Lionel Messi on the JSC. I don't know if that's that. If it's that many. No, I think it's very few. <clears throat> but I mean, if, if 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 you actually look at what Barcelona has done on the back of pretty much Messi. I mean, he's won the Champions League four times. I mean, you know, 
Europe's, I mean, this club, which is Barcelona, is Europe's most prestigious club. I mean, I don't need to tell you that, Lindsay. I mean, it generates 2 billion euros just in media contracts. 2 mm. billion in yeah. media contracts. Um, and the fact that Messi, I think he's one of the most followed people on Instagram, not that it means much to old people like us, but it's hugely influential on, on that space. And um, I mean, commercial activities alone, it's got some headlines that someone sent through. I mean, commercial activities of Barcelona alone are 840 million euros. Hmm. I mean, that's a joke. And, and a lot of it, they put it down to Lionel Messi and his brand. Um, so I, oh, it's, it's, it's an interesting one. And uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to get out of this or not, but not many people have 700 million euros to. Uh, to buy a player that's for sure no anyway my belief is that it's all a bit of a game and there'll be such an mm. outpouring of, of of outrage in barcelona itself because when you go there and you you're in the stadium with 80 90 100 000 people when messi does something the whole crowd goes quiet and then uh, they explode into noise and they gasp it's it's, it's the most extraordinary cult <laughs> it's wonderful i've seen him about 20 times and every time it gets better and better but anyway i don't want to talk about football let's say goodbye nick i'll see you tomorrow evening with david shapiro for the five o'clock shadow later on today i'll be speaking to skunk low for the five o'clock shadow as well but meanwhile that was the opening with nick konza sun and private wealth the views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of lindsay williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy position or opinion of any other agency organization employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author and since we are critically thinking human beings these views are always subject to change revision and rethinking at any time please do not hold us to them in perpetuity